Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Everything we need has been provided. God will open all the doors. He'll do everything supernaturally for you. He'll give the words to say. He'll give you the heart for the people. See, you won't go and share if you don't have a heart for the people. God values them, so I have to go to people. It's valuable to me. It's valuable to God. So that promise from God, His divine power, eliminates every one of my excuses. Do you ever find yourself making excuses whenever an opportunity to share the gospel presents itself? Today, Pastor Mark will show listeners how it's not by your own power and strength or even your own heart that we share the gospel. We know that God has a heart for every person. Sometimes we don't have that same heart, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can. The Lord's not going to call you to do something and then not equip you to do it. So what's holding you back from spreading the good news today? God's promise to supply you with everything you need to do so. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with his continuing study entitled, Understanding the Value and Impact of One. Remember one day Jesus told three stories in Luke 15. One lost sheep that was found. One lost coin that was found. One prodigal son that came back home. You have to understand that the value and the impact of one has two different meanings. Sebastian Vera, two. How many? Two different meanings. Let me show you what that looks like. First of all, it's the value you have. Some of you don't think you have any value, but you'll see that this morning. It's so powerful. It's the value you have, and then because you have value, you go and impact other people. The reason you're a Christian is because somebody impacted and shared with you. So the first meaning of this is you. It's about you. You have meaning, and you are able to impact. The second one, notice... It's the values of others. So let's say you've impacted somebody. They come to Christ. That moves you to number two. Their value. Well, the reason you went to them is because they were valuable too. And now what happened? After you impacted, what are they going to do? They're going to go and what? Impact somebody else. That's the two phases. And that's how God builds the church. That's how the whole world goes. Now, how valuable Are you to God? Some people never even think about that. Let me show you how valuable you are to God this morning. Genesis 1.27. Look at it. All of our campuses. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. 
male and female, he created them. Notice, not just Christians, every single person has been created in the image of God. As you look around, you already know this. No, it doesn't matter if they're triplets or twins, they're identical. They're not really identical. Every single one of us, God made unique. There's nobody else like you in all the world. So first, I'm very valuable because I'm made in the image of God. So is every person who's ever been born. They're made in the image. Now turn with me to Luke chapter 12, and Jesus will kind of put a little feet to this. He'll show you how valuable you are this morning. Luke chapter 12, verse 6, Matthew, Mark, Luke, New Testament, and go to verse 6. Jesus asked this question. What is the price of five sparrows? Two copper coins. Yet God does not forget a single one of them. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. Some of you, it doesn't take God long to figure that out. So here's what Jesus says. Don't be afraid. Now watch this. You, speaking to every creature, every created being, you are more valuable to God than the whole flock of sparrows. Notice God says that you and I are valuable. He can't lie. Not only does God tell us we're valuable, but he proves it. Well, Pastor Mark, how does he prove that? I don't really feel valuable. Well, for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God says, you're so valuable to me that I sent my son to forgive you of your sins so you could spend eternity with me. So here's something I wanted to have in your mind right now. God says, I am valuable. Now, I want you to think about something. There's many people in our world, and there will be people in all of our, all of our churches today. Nobody's ever said to you, you're valuable. You were not raised in a home where somebody said you were valuable. Maybe you got married to the most perfect person. And as the marriage goes on, it's like you're not valuable to them anymore. But I want to say to you this morning, God says, you're valuable. He can't lie. You're valuable to him. Now, how valuable are you? Watch this. 2 Peter 3.9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone, not one, to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. You see, God made everybody in his image. He sent his son so that people could hear the gospel Choose to receive forgiveness and eternal life and know that God wasn't kidding. He's very patient, waiting for everyone to hear the gospel and number two, to come to repentance. Now, remember, here's what I want you to write this morning. Because sometimes when I just when we did this picture of selfie, that's kind of the way we are. But look at this. Write this down, everybody, all of our campuses. 
Everyone matters. Not just you. Not just me. Everyone matters. And everyone is valuable to God. Now, if everyone is valuable to God, they should be valuable to me. Because I am Jesus on this earth. That's who you are. You are doing what Jesus did. But we're human. We're not divine. Why are all people so valuable to God? What is the real reason? Not that he just made us in his image. But why is that person sitting next to you so valuable to God? Why are we so valuable to God? You see, what happens in our world is, because our world is based on sin, because we were born with sin, most people, most people in the world, they value things, possessions. But can I remind you this morning that God always first values people. Now, why does he value people? He values people You'll see, he'll answer that. Jesus will answer that. More than your 401k, more than your business, your health, your family, your relationships, all those things are fine. They're valuable. But God values you for another reason. Turn with me to Matthew 16. And when you get to Matthew, remember, New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke. So just back a couple. When you get to Mark 6, uh, Matthew 16, Jesus answers this question. Why, what is so valuable? Why does God have value for us? Matthew 16, scoot on down, Vieira, Sebastian, down to verse 26. Those of you watching online, I'll read it out of the New Living Translation. Doesn't matter what you have it, the meaning is exactly the same. Remember, this is Jesus speaking. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Let me show you online what that means. That word soul means our whole life. See, we're body, soul, mind, will, and emotion, and spirit. The real you is going to live forever. Not your body, not even your emotions. But the real you is going to live forever. Now, so Jesus says, what advantage is there if, if you could become and you won't, none of us will, the richest person in the world. But after you die, it goes to everybody else. You're not going to get any of it. Or maybe you're the most famous person in all the world. After you die, they don't even remember you after a few months. And who cares if they do remember you? You're either in heaven or in hell. So here's what Jesus tells us. And I want you to remember this. This is why we're valuable to God. And this is why we have to be on mission. Notice, next statement. Jesus says, guess what? Our most valuable possession is our soul, our spirit, the person of you, the part of you that will live forever. It's absolutely priceless. What Jesus says, what can you exchange so that your spirit lives in heaven forever. You can't exchange anything for it. It's a gift. It's called salvation. You can't earn it. It's worth more than anything else in the world. So that's why you're valuable. Because God created, listen, God created you to live with him in eternity forever. That was his whole goal of creating you. He never created you to spend eternity in hell. When Satan sinned, and came, that's where the division came. So understand this morning, God's love for you is amazing. You're valuable to him. 
By the way, you're valuable to Satan as well. He's going to spend eternity in hell separated from God. He wants you to join him. That's his goal. But God's goal knows that he wants you in heaven. And the difference between heaven and hell is the belief and the acceptance and the following of Jesus' son, God's son, Jesus Christ. That is the difference. Now, when you think about this and you walk through this, the value of one, we've covered it. You're, you're valued because you're in God's image. Jesus died for you. And God has a place for you in heaven. You're valuable. Everyone, that's what he, he every single person sinner. Some of them don't realize that value yet. Now, what about the impact of one? How much do we value the souls of other people? See, if I start to think about that, that brings us to the impact of one. That means that life is not just about me. If God values me, sent Jesus for me, made in his image for me, wants me to be with him in eternity uh, so I can be in heaven with him, what about that neighbor? What about that coworker? What about that student who doesn't know God? Does he still value them the same? Exactly. And that's why it moves from value to impact. How can I impact that individual? So they understand just what I told you, how valuable they are to God. Well, you know, Jesus said it like this, teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Whoa, whoa, but he didn't stop. And the second is, love your neighbor as you love yourself. See, we're, we're good at taking selfies because it's about us. This world is not about you. It's not about me. It's about God, me, and others. Now, this is our mission. Jesus from Luke 19.10. Jesus came to seek out sinners, to go to be around people, and not just to be around them, not just to show the bracelet to them in a normal way. You're just going, and God will open those doors for you. And, and then we can share the good news, and we'll have a whole week on that. And actually, we'll have two Wednesday nights on that in, in, uh, in September. And then transform their lives for eternity. And so it, that the impact, the end of the impact is sharing the gospel. I can't bring anybody to salvation, but God can. And as I share the gospel, then the whole goal is that they're going to spend the eternity with us in heaven because we cared for them. Now, what's the problem with the church? Sometimes we become status quo. I remember teaching many, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, a teaching on the children of Israel when they got in the wilderness. You know what it was titled? Saved, satisfied, and stuck. The world is lost. We've been found. Well, Pastor Mark, no, no, that isn't right. We have to be about the business of Jesus Christ. We have to seek and save those who are lost. Now, how do we do that? Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. You'll see it on the overhead. Ephesians chapter 2. One of the epistles, Ephesians chapter 2. And you scoot on down, if you will, in Ephesians, toward the end of the Bible. The guys don't, there he is right there. Good. Ephesians chapter 2. And go down to verse 10. This is where the mission of the church and the value and impact of one collide. They come together. For we are God's masterpiece. 
You're special. God created you unique. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Watch this. So, not that we take care of ourselves, so that we can do good things he planned for us long ago. What does that verse mean? God created us with great potential so that one goal, we can impact other people, families, Christians, all these people that serve you at all of our campuses, all these guest people, all these people in Awana that will serve, all the teachers that are taking care of our kids today, they're doing good things. They're serving the body of Christ. But it's not just inside the church. We do good things to people outside, as he planned for us long ago. So we're valuable to God, but he created us with amazing potential. Just turn to your neighbor and say, God has given me potential. Go ahead. God has given me potential. Now, what does that look like? Well, it's like I said, all kind of things that you can do in the church, the gifting things. Thank you for doing that, being there, that kind of person. But it's really about the most important thing that you can ever do. This work is found in Mark sixteen fifteen. Look at it. I have it for you. He said to them, go to all the world and preach the good news to all creation. See, that's the main good work. When Jesus called those four disciples, he says, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. No longer was the fishing business the priority. It was people. So you and I have been created. Jesus has appointed every Christ follower, every one of you, to seek and save the lost. That means I'm staying on mission. If I have a mentality that church... Don't, Pastor Mark, don't ask for new people to come. And Vera's booming. Sebastian's doing all this fantastic. Man, we don't want new people to come. We're just happy this family here. No, that's wrong. We have to have a heart for people. And that's why this whole series. Pastor Mark, I understand it, but I'm not sure I have that gifting to do that. Now, look what Ephesians 2.10 says. Look at that second part of that verse. Pastor Mark, because some of you are saying under under your breath right now, you've been saying to me, I heard you. I can't do that. I can't do that. Well, look what verse two says, uh, 10 says again. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we what? We can. Just say these two words with me. Can do. Can do. Turn to your neighbor and say, can do. Turn to your neighbor and say this. Can do. I'll be at 6 a.m. <laughs> gotcha. Thank you, Lord. They promised you in church. Is that good? Is that good? That's very good. I'll see you in the morning. Don't sin. (laughs) Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, it says I can do it. But how in the world does that happen? Let me show you a verse. 2 Peter 1.3. Watch this. By his divine power. Whose power? Not yours. You and I can't do that. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need to for living a godly life. How much? Everything. By the way, you won't want to circle this in your Bible because it eliminates every excuse we make. You probably don't have this circled, but you should. Because after you read this verse, there's no excuses. Notice, 
Everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know him, the one who has called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Here's what I want you to write down. Everything we need has been provided. God will open all the doors. He'll do everything supernaturally for you. He'll give the words to say. He'll give you the heart for the people. See, you won't go and share if you don't have a heart for the people. God values them, so I have to go to people. It's valuable to me. It's valuable to God. So that promise from God, his divine power, eliminates every one of my excuses. Now, I want you to turn to Luke 19. We were there last week, but I want to go through it very quickly again. Luke 19. Just scoot on back to the beginning of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, Luke 19. Now remember, Jesus one day, and I want to show you how the first part of impact and value works, and then the second half, because we didn't get to talk about the second half. Jesus is showing us how to do this. And I want to say to you, you could put your name in this passage as Jesus, because this is who you're going to be. Now, we're not Jesus, but this is what we do. And Zacchaeus could be your neighbor, could be somebody at work, could be whatever. Watch how we do it. Luke 19, all of our campuses, verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Now, why did Jesus go to Jericho? Because he was directed by God. God will direct you. As you're just, he was going to go to, he was on his way to Jerusalem. He could have gone a lot of ways, but God sent him there. Why? Look at the next part, verse. And a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and he was wealthy. Why did Jesus go to Jericho? For how many people? One. One. A guy that was a horrible sinner, cheated people out of their money like crazy, was known very rich. But God says, I want you to introduce yourself to him. Now, when you see that, there's the value of how many? Jesus is going to redirect his whole day to go through Jericho for. Now, why? Because Zacchaeus was valuable. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, is a horrible sinner. Hello? Where did you start? We're all sinners. He was valuable to God. So when God directs you, starts a conversation up, I don't really have time. Shut up. He's directed you. He's opened the door. You don't have to go and open the door. God will open it for you. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. And when that happens, Jesus knew something good was going to take place. Now, he wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead, climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. Now, he was rich. He was powerful. He was known in all the community. He's the chief guy. But he had no purpose, and he had no meaning in life. Today we learn from Pastor Mark the value you have and the impact you have on others. And the value of others you have impacted and then their impact on others. Today we learn from Pastor Mark that these are the two different meanings of value and impact of one. Do not view the one life you touch as meaningless. Every single person is of equal value and importance to God. That life you touch can often spread to hundreds and even thousands more. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. 
Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. What is the purpose and mission of Christ followers? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach listeners of God's calling on every one of their lives. Jesus lived with purpose, valuing every human soul. We are to have the same heart for others as Jesus. Through the filling of the Holy Spirit, every believer is equipped. Everything we need has been provided so that we can stay on mission with the Lord's calling. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.